Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good to have you with us back for a final hour of power right here on a Friday afternoon in the nation's capital and beyond by the Odyssey app. Again, don't forget, coming up, WWE superstars Bianca Belair and Montez Ford. You can see them tonight on Fox at 8 o'clock on WWE Friday Night SmackDown and as well tomorrow night at the Royal Rumble in Tampa, St. Pete. Joining us right now is the former head coach of the Washington Redskins and longtime offensive coordinator and our NFL analyst right here on the Team 980. Uh, on air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. You can follow Jay Gruden on Twitter and X if you're not already doing so at Coach underscore Jay Gruden. He's all over it. Thirty third team and more. What's up, Jay? How are you? I'm doing good, Chris. How you doing? I am doing great. Always good to hear uh, from you. I saw you had a recent column out in the thirty uh, third team. Uh, for those that missed that, what was that about? I believe it was previewing the Chiefs and the. Uh whoever they're playing this week, the Ravens game, <laughs> the Ravens. or it was about uh, rookie head coaches, yes. you know, their, their steps and getting jobs and what they should do. And it's a, uh, you know, tough process for the young bucks. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, all right. So there's so much, obviously, uh, to talk about in, in terms of, you know, these, you know, both of these teams, well, both of these games, all four of these teams. Uh, and uh, I wanted to start picking uh, ahead with you. I mean, I've talked about them, but, um, you know, your expertise is um, a way. And by the way, uh, one of your columns up, you know, is there a way to basically slow down, you know, Patrick Mahomes? And that's kind of, I guess, where we'll start. Mike McDonald, right? They have the the least points allowed, the least yards allowed, the most turnovers, uh, sacks, whatever uh, the, 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 the triple, the hat trick is. We know how good they are on defense. Can Kansas? Who does Kansas City need besides the obvious? Patrick Mahomes to be Superman. Kelsey, who had a couple of touchdowns last week. Pacheco, who's so physical, Jay, and but banged up. Uh, but I think he'll be okay. Who else do they need to step up? Is it just Rasheed Rice, or do they need an MVS or or Kadarius Tony if he plays, or somebody else to step up to give them a chance of winning this game? Yeah, I, I think you're going to need somebody. Christian Watson, uh, MVS, somebody's got to have to make some big plays. It's very difficult to make big plays against this Raven defense. They don't blitz a lot, so there's not a lot of huge gaping holes in that defense. They play a lot of two safety looks, so they're protected on the back end, and they get pressure with their front four. And they do a really good job of matching coverages. So they're going to have to get some broken tackle runs. They're going to have to get some off-schedule plays by Patrick Mahomes, which was, which is his strength anyway, outside the pocket moving around and finding people in second and third window throws, that's the only chance they have, really, because I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that effectively against Baltimore. They did great last week against Buffalo. Buffalo stayed in nickel versus two and three tight end sets. Buffalo, or Baltimore's not going to do that. They're going to play base. They're going to put eight in a box, and they're going to force them to throw against the, you know, the Raven defense. 
If they do have a weakness, I believe it's, you know, maybe the corner. If Humphrey doesn't play and Darby's right. out there, then maybe find ways to go after the corners. But that's the weakness of Kansas City's team as a wide exactly. receiver. So it's not a it's not a great matchup for right. Kansas City. Right. Other than the fact they have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Jeff, it's so. not like you have Devontae Adams out there going against maybe yeah. a banged-up Marlon Humphrey. I mean, you, I, you know, Rasheed Rice is awesome, but he doesn't strike me. He doesn't strike me, Jay, as, you know, as a, a, a long ball vertical threat, more of a crossing route, you know, type of catcher. Uh, is that fair based on what you've seen? Yeah, I mean, probably. I'm not saying he can't get up the field or he can't break away, but that doesn't seem to be his forte. No, no, he does a lot of the in-breaking routes, the shallow crosses, the West Coast principal offensive slants and all that stuff, which he's really good at. He's good after the catch. You know, the issue is Baltimore is the best tackling secondary right. in the league and tackling linebackers. The linebackers can fly, Queen and Roquan, so... Uh, not a lot of run after the catch opportunities for Kansas City, but they're going to just have to play physical and try to run through some tackles. How do you get uh, so Buffalo on on one of the two Kelsey touchdowns? I can't remember is the first or the second. They had a coverage bust or a miscommunication or whatever, where they had one deep safety, and he was totally shaded on the other side of the field from where Kelsey lined up, kind of in that Y slot area, and Kelsey ran a corner route. And I mean, again, there was the deep safety didn't recognize. It until he broke off of his route completely on the other side and was way too late. Is that the way Kansas City could get an, a, a favorable matchup deeper down the field in lieu of having a great vertical receiver, meaning for, uh, schematically or motion or, or some sort of miscommunication by the Ravens to get Kelsey away from a safety in the deep portion of the field? Yeah, that was just a three-level throw. They ran a, a out route by the number one receiver, and Kelsey was inside and ran a corner route, and the corner was responsible for that third, and he jumped the out route, and Kelsey stuck out right behind him. So there are ways to try to manipulate some of these zones that, you know, McDonald runs at Baltimore. They run a lot of quarters from cover two. They just mix it up so well, it's hard to get a gauge on them because they play single high. They play 3D fire zone. They play quarters. They match the quarters. They play Tampa two. They play physical football, and, you know, if you can read their mail somehow pre-snap and get them in a look and get after the corners on some one-on-one double moves, I think that's the best chance you have. Jay Gruden is with us. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter uh, or X at Coach underscore Jay Gruden at Coach underscore Jay Gruden on the BetQL uh, guest hotline. Um, so from Baltimore's perspective, oh, uh, here's what I think you wrote uh, earlier in the week. I know you've done a bunch of videos and whatnot uh, for 33rd Team. Uh, didn't you do something on Lamar advancing as a pocket passer? I believe I remember reading that uh, maybe uh, maybe Sunday night or Monday or whenever it was. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, so when I watch these games, and obviously I'm a novice, it seems like he is more apt and more likely to kill you in between the hashes and in the box area as a passer than in years past. Is that Lamar studying and working his ass off? Is that having Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers and now you get Mark Andrews back along with Isaiah Likely? Or is that Todd Munkin's system? Can you can you put a finger on what exactly, or maybe not exactly, but what you think might be the biggest area of growth or change? I think it's a combination. You're exactly right. Lamar has done something to make himself better within the pocket on anticipation-type throws, crossing routes, in-breaking routes, outside-the-number throws. Uh, you're exactly right. He's doing it all type of ways now he's doing quick game on rhythm he's doing uh you know intermediate passes dagger passes over the top high crosses he's doing it all in the pocket and then obviously if you cover him down pretty good and uh defensive backs and linebackers aren't looking at you they're matching up with coverage he'll run and beat you crazy bad with his legs so mm -hmm. uh, lamar is playing at the highest level obviously he's going to win mvp uh, but i've just been most impressed with his ability to throw accurately and on time more so this year than i have seen him in the past uh, and is is that just um, is that just seasoning and hard work? I mean, I, look, I, I hate to bring ob obviously up like the the Twitter feud between you and Robert, but like Robert blames everybody but Santa Claus for all of his you know shortcomings and whatnot. I always thought maybe it was a work ethic issue, or 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 maybe not. Um, you know, trying to get better from inside the pocket. Maybe some of it uh, is over overblown and overrated, but Lamar. And and this is what I wanted to ask. Lamar seems like a real studious cat. Uh, he seems like he's gotten better at the things that you have to get. Like everything that people worry about with mobile 
quarterbacks, he's seen it's taken him a while, but he seems, Jay, to have just advanced. There was like one throw that he lined up on the ha- on the left hash last week, or the snap was on the left hash, and he kind of diagonally drifted backwards to the right hash. And Morgan Moses, who you know uh, and you had here, had his guy completely obliterated on the right side of the Raven offensive line. Lamar had 30 yards to run if he wanted to, and instead he just sat there, bounced on his feet, maybe a double hitch, and boom, fired like a 15, 17-yard strike across the middle, I think, on a crossing route. I don't know if he would have done that a couple of years ago. Yeah, you're probably right. I think he just has a lot more trust now in, in the people around him and the offense that he's running, and he's seeing concepts extremely well. He's reading defenses much better, and he's anticipating throwing windows. Sometimes when you're a running quarterback, and maybe the coordinator before didn't give him all that trust in a lot of these concepts before, mm-hmm. uh, but now he feels confident in what he sees, and he's letting the ball fly, and that's the most important thing for a quarterback. Uh, not looking to run so much as reading out the play and the coverage and the defense and then let the defense dictate where the ball goes. And I think that's where his uh, improvement has come from. And then the accuracy level has been out of the roof, out of the, you know, out of this roof, out of the roof for him. He's just dropping balls in great right. locations and anticipating windows and uh, catchable balls. Nobody's really diving for balls. Everything's like on target. So, I really can't find a weakness in this game right now. Houston last week really tried to get after him in the first half. They must have blitzed him 75% yep. of the time. Yep. And that had some success. You know, that disrupted his timing and that, you know, put him on edge a little bit until the second half, three straight drives, three straight touchdowns. And uh, <laughs> that was enough. Well, of Spagnola that. likes to blitz too, right? I mean, he'll come, he'll, yeah, he'll come, come after, after Lamar, yeah, right? He'll come after him a little bit, yeah. especially in different passing formations and all that stuff. Empty, especially, he has empty automatic blitzes. So it'll be interesting to watch, but. You know, sometimes as a coach, defensive coach, going against a guy like Lamar, you get a little bit timid yep. and not want to blitz, yep. not want to rush, and you're always preaching to your guys, hey, keep them in the pocket so the pass rush slows down, which gives Lamar more time to see and navigate the field and to navigate the defense and make the throws necessary to win. People are afraid to rush them. They might not have Derek Nottie, uh, who missed last week's game, who's been banged up, missing practice this week. Uh, Gay, their linebacker, has been a little bit banged up. Don't know if he's going to play. At least he's been limited. Legereus Need, who's their best corner, he's limited. He finally gave up a touchdown last week in Baltimore uh, against Buffalo, I should say. Uh, but but they are, how would we best say, I guess compromised a little bit physically. Does that, if you're a defensive coordinator, do you have to then adjust how you can attack a guy like Lamar? Again, maybe with a heavier blitz package because you're – maybe compromised, or even if guys are playing, they're clearly not at 100%. Yeah, you got to be careful with the people that you have. And now if you add Mark Andrews in the mix of P plays, they have two tight ends that can hurt you really bad. So you're going to have some coverage issues there. Where the, you know, I don't expect Kansas City to play a whole lot of man-to-man against them. When you play man-to-man, you can have a whole player, and that will protect you against the runs by Lamar. But you don't want to have your defense's back turned to Lamar right. very often because right. you can make one guy miss and it's a, it's a long game. So I, I expect Spags to play a little bit more zone, some zone blitzes to try to get some pressure on him. And then Chris Jones has got to step up in a big-time way up the middle. Right. Uh, but that's tough, too, because the Ravens' guard and center is really good. But you're not going to – and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, obviously you can blitz. You just mentioned zone blitz. You're not going to probably blitz as much out of if you're playing heavier zone than you are man, right? Uh, no, you know, you can play. There's a lot of zone blitzes. Now they have three deep fire zones and uh, two deep fire zones. And I think that's the safest way to blitz. Okay. You don't want to blitz, blitz, you know, they'll have, and then they are uh, cover zeros, which, you know, is bringing one more than you have in protection. That'll be uh, probably once they cross midfield or maybe a crucial third down late in the game or fourth down or what have you. That's when you'll see Spags turn up the heat. All right. Jay Gruden is with us. NFC championship game, Detroit versus San Francisco. Um, Jay, is it too much to say if San Francisco plays like they did last Saturday night, Detroit's going to win this game? Uh, I mean, like, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying San Francisco played horrible, but clearly something was off. Except, you know, for a couple of drives and the one big run by McCaffrey right up the middle. I, I, I mean, is that how you view it, or do you think San Francisco will be much more on their buttons and screws on Saturday on Sunday? Well, I would expect that, but Debo Samuel is a big question mark for me. He's what makes that offense one of the guys. I mean, obviously, they have a lot of guys, but he's a key component to that offense with his ability to block and run after the catch and take a small completion, a short completion, and turn it into a big play. These are huge plays for the 49ers when they're successful. And if he doesn't play, they lose that. Now you're looking for Ayuk a little bit more. 
You're looking for Jennings, obviously Kittle, and McCaffrey out of the backfield. That's a major weapon that you're losing, so I'll be interested to see if he plays or not. But I expect them to turn it around. I think uh, Detroit, if they do have a flaw, it's maybe stopping the run, and I think that's the strength of the 49ers offense. And Kyle will stick with the run this week, I believe, and then hit the play actions, which Purdy can execute quite efficiently, and I think they'll have some success. Yeah, I, I think you can probably run against – I mean, each offense is probably going to be able to run the ball – Against each defense, right? I, I mean, you talk about you know Detroit maybe being compromised uh, in that, but but San Francisco seems to be compromised a little bit in that, especially if you wanted to run, you know, right at Chase Young, or is that too simple? Yeah, no, no. Detroit's running the ball no matter what. This is why they are where they are mm-hmm. because of their ability to run the ball, and they drafted extremely well as far as and they picked up free agents, uh, Decker tackle, and they got Sewell in the draft, oh, yeah. and Frank Ragnow in the draft. And, uh, Glasgow in a draft from Michigan and Laporta in the draft. And now they got Gibbs and Montgomery. So they're built to run the football. And that's what Dan Campbell wants to do. And Ben Johnson has done a great job of uh, making sure he stays true to his identity that a head coach wants. And they're a physical football team. And that opens up what Jared Goff is really good at. That's the bootlegs and the play actions. Right. And because he's not going to run all over the place, but that's how he's going to kill you. Uh, you know, with a little bit of deception, holding the linebackers. Eh, you got some really good linebackers on the other side of the aisle uh, in Greenlaw and um, uh, uh, why am Warner. I, uh, and, and Fred Warner. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, and I, I think you like if they can get to the third level of that San Francisco defense, Jay, they were clutching and grabbing a couple of times, a couple of key penalties last Saturday night. I think you might, especially with Hufunga out, I think they might be able, like if they can hold up in protection and again use that play action and buy Jared Goff a little bit of time, I, you might be able to throw against this San Francisco secondary if you can hold up. Yeah, I, I agree. And Amonra will be moved all over the place. He plays outside and inside in the slot. and He's weak side and empty. I mean, they move him around extremely well. He'll work option routes, but uh, they'll try to get down the field with Josh Reynolds and uh, the other kid. I forgot his name. Um, the fast one, but uh, for Jameson the most part, Williams. Jared Goff, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for the most part, Jared Goff is more of a play action one, two, three, four, five, stick your foot in the ground, yeah. hit the skinny post, hit the high cross, whatever it might be. Uh, not so much a deep ball thrower, that's not as pretty much not as not as forte. They'll take a couple shots, but uh, maybe some double moves off play action. But Jared is going to be a rhythm thrower, a quick game thrower, and then hand the ball off. Jay Gruden is with us for another couple of moments right here, brought to you by the Ted Britt Automotive Group on the BetQL guest hotline. Uh, so Ben Johnson, I know I've asked you about him. You just mentioned him. Uh, I mean, he's, in most people's eyes, the number one candidate um, for the commander's head coaching position. Um, as you've seen him, I guess, more and more, uh, you, you know, there, there's one area that worries me, Jay, as, as I look back on, you know, some of the highlight packages and some of the numbers on the road against pretty good defenses, and granted, I'm I'm saying pretty good defenses, the Chiefs on opening night, the Buccaneers in Tampa, Chicago on the road in late uh, November, early December, whatever it was. Um, you know, they they haven't always been pretty, and it seems like if you can take away that run, again, and maybe this is kind of like what you were mentioning, Jared Goff likes to use the play action in the boot. If you can somewhat control that run – it makes it easier to zero in on their passing attack. Is, is that, again, fair to say? Oh, yeah, that's for sure fair to say. The strength of their team is the running game and the physicalities they play with. When they become one-dimensional, they're very ordinary of a football team. They don't protect extremely well. And, and Jared's not that guy to ad-lib and get uh, you know plays outside the pocket. So everything's got to be on rhythm on time, and people got to be open. And when windows get closed down, Jared can't escape. So uh, it's very difficult for them to catch up and uh, beat you by throwing a ball 45 or 50 times. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Do you think it will be Ben Johnson ultimately that uh, uh, replaces Ron Rivera here, or would you you tend to think it's a more open process, which I know drives people crazy, but it it does seem like it's a semi-open process. Uh, It's got to be Ben, right? I mean, he's the number one candidate out there. There's only two jobs left. And this is a perfect spot for him because of the number two pick. He could mm-hmm. get one of those quarterbacks and a young coach with a young quarterback. They can play together, coach together for a long, long time. If they're right on the number two pick, yeah. if they're not right on the number two pick, then you'll be looking for another guy in three years. Right. Well, Lewis Riddick of ESPN, I don't know what you think of, of his analysis, uh, but, you know, he, he generally makes sense to me. I 
but maybe I'm missing something. He's, you know, out there talking about how, you know, teams that enter into a head coaching search mostly or solely looking for an offensive mind, uh, you, you know, that that's the wrong approach to take, you know, having a, a, an open search, having, you know, best leader, all of that stuff. Do you put more value just being with your experience on leadership or quarterback development um, being more important in today's game? Well, leadership is the first thing you got to look for because he's got to lead your program, uh, your team for a long time in a lot of different areas. So you'd rather have a good leader than a good offensive mind. You can find good offensive minds. You just got to find the right people to run the offense, to have offense you know, on there. You know, there's not many offensive minds that would have done great job with this offense that Washington put out last year. You know, Sam Howell playing in his first year, really, and the offensive line wasn't very good. No really tight ends for you. And, you know, the receiving core was probably a little uh, – was a little bit better than okay. So, you know, that's that's tough to call plays in that with that personnel group. So you got to find great personnel, a great leader, and then offensive-minded coaches. They, they come and go, and it's not that hard to find. But when you're having a number two pick and you're trying to develop a quarterback, then I think an offensive-minded coach probably is the way to go more so. Um, what do you think of Dan Quinn? I mean, assuming that he is a legitimate contender and he's going to get a third interview here, so I assume he's a legitimate contender. Um, and I know he wants this job, or I know he's he's very interested in this job and has been uh, even before the Seattle job popped open. What do you think of him as a defensive mind and whatever you know about his, again, leadership ability? Well, he's been a great leader. He's been a head coach and taken a team to a Super Bowl, so that's obviously – proven that he can lead a football team there's no doubt about it defensive mind he's a good coach obviously you know you don't like to see the Packers go up and down the field for 40 on you in the biggest game of your life at home I mean that's not good so you know he had some issues he saw saw Buffalo did to him too as well running the football you know he's got to do a better job of stopping the run wherever he goes in his next stop if he stays at Dallas or goes somewhere else but uh, he's, he's always been a good coach and a good leader but I just think Ben Johnson would be the right choice, especially with that number two pick is my point. Yeah, no no problem. I understand that. Uh, Jay Gruden uh, with us. One more, uh, Jay. Ultimately, um, as, you know, as, as you look at the landscape, right, uh, Raheem, you know, who, you know, you've been around, um, gets the uh, Atlanta job. Dave Canales gets the Carolina job. Uh, Brian Callahan gets the Tennessee job. And yet here – we have Belichick, Vrabel, um, Pete Carroll, uh, you. I'll throw you into the mix, and and yeah. you know, I mean, w- w- and it's almost like code silence, like radio silence. Like, w- is that frustrating, disappointing, or have you kind of just looked at that and said, well, that's just the way it is? Well, that's the way it is. Teams are going younger right now, and uh, and that's just the way. Uh, it's working right now. I don't know why. I think uh, I'm partly to blame because I hired Sean to be the youngest offensive coordinator late, and then he went on and did great things. And then here comes Matt Lafleur. Here comes yep. all these other guys, and yep. Mike McDaniel, and now Brian Callahan, and uh, you know, obviously the coach at Cincinnati. He's a young kid, so uh, that's the way to go. I think they want younger guys for this new generation of player, and uh, and that's what the owners are feeling right now. The older coaches are they feel like they're outdated a little bit, maybe, and they want young guys to right their ship and. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I like experience, Jay. I like experience, you know? Yeah, I think there's a fine line. I think if you got a young coach, that's great, but just make sure he doesn't bring all his buddies and make sure he brings some uh, you know, some experienced coaches with him. Like, if Ben Johnson gets a job, maybe he can hire Mike Vrabel as defensive coordinator. That'd be something good to Ooh. look at, you know, some, some experience in that regard. Well, that would fire uh, people so. up around here. That would fire people up. I haven't thought about that combination, but Vrabel's running out of opportunities Ooh. if he wants to coach. I like that. Mm, interesting. Uh, Jay, you thank you, you so much. Jay, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, As always, have a great weekend. Hope you're hitting them straight, and uh, we'll talk again next week, okay? All right, thanks, Chris. All right, there you go. That is Jay Gruden. He's great. Make sure you check him out each and every week with us. We've kind of moved him to the back end of the uh, the week to get a further preview and a closer uh, preview of the AFC and NFC title games, which are both available for you right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. On air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage, see and shop the ball at Ted Britt. 
Com. Back in a flash with Bianca Belair and Montez Ford, husband-wife, WWE superstar tandem. They'll be on Friday Night SmackDown tonight on Fox, Royal Rumble tomorrow, and Hulu for their own docuseries next Friday, February the 2nd. Uh, they will join us coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, back here on the Team 980, the Odyssey app. Coming up tomorrow night, Royal Rumble in Tampa, St. Pete. Tonight, Friday night, SmackDown down in Miami. And coming up next Friday, Love and WWE, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair, a married WWE superstar couple premiering on Hulu. All episodes available. Make sure you check them out. A peek inside their life, and they're both with us right here on the BetQL Guest Hotline. Montez, Bianca, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I, I guess I'll start. It was an awesome trailer. I haven't obviously seen the whole series yet because it's not available just yet, but people can check mm -hmm. it out at WWE.com. What made you guys want to do this and peel the curtain back on your personal life a little bit more? Yeah, we just thought it was an amazing opportunity to show the WWE universe who we are, not just inside the ring, but outside the ring, but also for people who aren't WWE fans or don't know much about WWE. We saw it as, you know, a great introduction for them to see what it takes to be a WWE, WWE superstar. Uh, we filmed this show on the road to WrestleMania, which is essentially like our playoffs to our Super Bowl. So, you know, just really show them the ins and outs of what it takes to get to that point. Um, and how to do that as the husband and wife as well. Yeah, well, and and Montez, I guess I'll ask you this, um, being that Bianca weighed in on that. Um, how difficult was it to balance the road travel and and all the shows that you guys have to do and all the other stuff that you have to do with, again, then peeling the curtain back inside your home and 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 having the cameras around you all the time as opposed to just a couple of days a week. Yes, yeah, great question. I think the best way we dealt with it is, uh, for me, it was just the fact that I knew, like, you know, my best friend is there. You know, in life, like, mm -hmm. we go through so many different obstacles, peaks and valleys, highs and lows. But when you have that one person beside you through everything, it makes everything that you go through that much easier. And then we use that time, too, to, like, uh, go to different sites and explore each other and, like, always take everything and every situation as a positive. So it's like, oh, you know, they're going to be around us 24-7. But, you know, the way I looked at it is switch the perspective. Like, well, 
you know, at least I have more time with my wife. Right. <laughs> you know, so it was a great adjustment, easy adjustment. And like I said, very, very beneficial and helpful that um, you know, we're able to show the WWE universe the ins and outs and actually what does happen in between when you see us on Friday night SmackDown leading up to the next time you see us on TV. So Love and WWE featuring Montez Ford and Bianca Belair. It premieres on Hulu coming up next Friday, February the 2nd. All episodes available. You can follow them, of course, on Twitter slash X at Montez Ford WWE at Bianca Belair WWE. Watch them on SmackDown tonight on Fox and as well. Royal Rumble tomorrow night coming up from the Trop in St. Petersburg. Um, so you guys were both outstanding track athletes. And Montez, I know you served in the military. That's when I last spoke to you at the Army Navy um, uh, or the morning of the Army Navy game, I should say. Um, but, right. you know, you guys are world class athletes, obviously performers, entertainers. What was the number one thing that drew you originally to each other? Oh, wow, that's a great question. Uh, I would definitely say sushi then because that's how <laughs> <laughs> we are. And what's so crazy about that was uh I remember initially when I got to the performance center, I wasn't even a huge fan of sushi, but we had a, a work gathering and we uh -huh. were celebrating one of the many things that we did by first uh, getting to the performance center. And one of our coworkers had like a sushi gathering and, you know, she had common friends. They invited her vice versa with me, but I was second guessing it. Cause you know, I don't really mess with sushi too much, but that night I particularly said, let me try. And by me saying, let me try. It led to my wife, my best friend, and it just pretty much took off from there. So I would definitely say sushi. <laughs> All right. I got to admit, I was not expecting sushi as the answer. That. <laughs> That's how this all started. But that, that, started. no, that is cool. That is awesome. Um, Bianca, I, I mean, obviously in, in your individual career, I, I mean, you guys are part of the same show. You guys travel together, all of that. Um, you know, everybody has different plights and whatever, but I mean, you've won the Royal Rumble before in 2021. You've, uh, you know, start at WrestleMania, um, you know, before. What does this road to WrestleMania mean to you specifically and what are the challenges to doing what you are already able to do back in 2021 yeah you know i've always, i've been able to accomplish a lot of history like you said i've won the Ray rumble i've main evented at wrestlemania um and so this year i'm going into Ray rumble i want to become the first woman to ever win the Ray rumble twice um you know and and i've been able to three-peat at wrestlemania so i'm looking to go four feet this year and go undefeated at WrestleMania and just continue to, continue to solidify my legacy as being one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, you know, I want to go out there. I know when this year hit, one of my goals was to just have more fun. Um, the past couple of years has been, I've been so serious and I've been grinding and I just been so just like, hard work determination and kind of forgetting about the fun of it all so i'm looking to have a lot more fun this year and i feel like when you have fun and you enjoy what you're doing you're you're going to accomplish even more so i'm looking forward to the royal rumble winning going to wrestlemania and continuing my undefeated streak and hopefully uh being able to to, to really capture the nickname miss wrestlemania and make sure you guys watch Friday Night Smackdown tonight on Fox, where you'll see Montez Ford along with his partners, Angelo Dawkins, uh, and of course, the almighty Bobby Lashley as they take on uh, a newly formed over the last couple of weeks tag team, Karrion Cross, of course, his wife, Scarlett, uh, and the AOP. Again, that's Smackdown, 8 o'clock Eastern on Fox uh, coming up tonight. All right, one last one for you guys before we run out of time. Uh, it's been a little crazy week in WWE from the good and maybe some of the not so good. Uh, I'm not going to put you guys in a tough spot. Obviously, I have respect for what you guys have to deal with. But when you have all of this good and bad news, I guess, let's put it that way. How do you block that out as superstars and just perform and focus in on what your job is, which is to entertain, especially on a big week like this with, again, SmackDown tonight, Royal Rumble tomorrow night? Yeah, you know, being a WWE superstar, our job is to put smiles on our fans' faces and our fans mean everything to us. Uh, if you've ever been a part of the WWE universe, you know how big this weekend is with it being the Royal Rumble coming up and how it's the jumpstart to the road to WrestleMania. It's the most exciting time of the year for us to get to WrestleMania. So all the superstars, 
you know, we're focused on putting putting a smile on our fans' faces and really putting on one of the greatest shows of the year. And getting to WrestleMania is an amazing time of the year. It's an amazing time where WWE is taking over. You know, we're going to be, Royal Rumble is on Peacock. Uh, Raw is going to Netflix. Uh, Loving WWE, Bianca Belair is going to Hulu. So we're really focused on just taking over and making great moments and putting smiles on our fans' faces. And you guys were on the Kelly Clarkson show, huh? Right, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That was amazing. She's great, and, and, great person, great energy, great everything. You know, and we're just amazing opportunities. And you all look like about five million bucks. I mean, you guys look great. So uh, for whatever that for whatever that matters. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate. It. Congratulations on Love and WWE. Uh, obviously featured on Hulu starting next Friday. All episodes available. G- good luck uh, in the Rumble this weekend, guys. And Friday night SmackDown, obviously tonight. Thanks so much for doing this. And always great to catch up with you absolutely thank you all right that's montez ford and bianca belair all right montez ford bianca belair conversation i had with them earlier today so i wanted to bring you guys that um they were so cool before the interview too they were like hey chris good to see you whatever i mean just seems like i mean i've talked to them each now twice seems like just really good people right I mean, I could be missing something. I mean, you know, who knows? You know, everybody's got different lives and whatever. But seems like they are really good people. And they're obviously great athletes. Uh, And Bianca has main evented at WrestleMania, has been a world champion. Montez has been a tag team champion. One thing we didn't really get into is he definitely seems a little frustrated in some of his quotes about his plight and why he can't seemingly get into that singles championship path. But Royal Rumble coming up tomorrow night. Uh, Certainly going to be watching that. Fox Friday night SmackDown. No caps, no wizards, no football tonight. So you know where my ass is going to be. And then next Friday, Hulu, Love and WWE. Let's get to our buddy Lou, sweet Lou, right here. One last call on the week. And then we'll have Dumb Dumb of the Day. What's up, Lou? How are you? Good, man. What's going on, Chris? What's shaking, Lou? Not a whole lot, man. I, I was just listening to, you know, the interview. You always got these guests, man. You, you must be a... I don't know, man. I don't know what you do, but... uh. I mean... Man, you, you, you're a big time, man. You're I don't know time, about man. big time, Lou. Hard. You know, like, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, we don't... As you know, we don't do a ton of guests on the show, uh, but right. you know, so we're kind of selective, um, as much as we possibly can, but you know, uh, occasionally, uh, a squirrel finds a nut, uh, oh, wow, did yes. you hear that? and they know I like WWE and AEW and, uh, you know, listen, these people are available from time to time. Uh, and so we can get them on. So, uh, I appreciate you realizing that recognizing that, uh, but you know, Listen, um, I, I mean, this show is a little mix of everything, right? Sometimes we're going to be interview heavy. Sometimes we're going to be call heavy. Sometimes we're going to be kind of in between. So uh, I hope everybody just, even if they're not a wrestling fan, can understand and appreciate what kind of athletes these people are and uh, how cool, you know, of a life that they lead and that they want to pull back the curtain and share uh, some of it with the fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was dope, man. I was impressed. I mean, though. You know, appreciate uh, that. You know, I'm a big fan of wrestling. I'm, I'm yes, a big sir. fan of wrestling, so I can't wait till tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Uh, hope, hope, hopefully, uh, I, I don't know. I, I pretty much want to ask who you got tomorrow, and uh, most likely, I think the games, like Paulie said, you know, I was expecting that probably he was going to take my call right after Paulie because Paulie, you know, stole my thunder. I was going to say, Sam, I mean, not San Fran, Detroit. I just felt like I think they're going to step up because this is uh, on top of that. To to add this, uh, Chris. Uh, if we are we looking at these coordinators, right? You know, both from Detroit, mm-hmm. the defensive side, and, and, and Ben. I mean, if you can't win these kind of games and your offense can't put up points against, you know, San Francisco is not 100%. So if they come out there execute, I think Detroit could find a way to win the yeah. game. I think th- I think uh, this uh, is an I- opportunity. I mean, listen, I- I'm not going to judge it based on one game. I have a lot of other data you know, that I'm concerned somewhat at times about the Detroit offense. But this is the game, Lou, that, like, to me, yeah. And that's why I kind of went with that angle. Like, 
I'd be very disappointed if they don't walk away with at least 24 points in this game because I don't think this is a lights-out San Francisco defense. Uh, you know, they lost to Funga on the back end. Chase Young, you right. know, had a, a hot start with them, but uh, hasn't really, really, really kind of settled down into a consistent dominant force is the nice, nicest way I can say that. You know, Bosa has slowed down just a, a hair. Um you know, I, I mean, he had a really good run after Chase first got there, so I, I don't want to make it like he he hasn't. Their their linebackers are awesome, but this is a game that Ben Johnson can't, in my opinion, walk away. You know, seventeen points, thirteen points. Uh, you know, a hundred and ninety five yards of total offense. You know, turnover a Palooza, sack a Palooza, that type of thing. That's why I kind of phrased it that way. I know they're not going to hold him accountable for one game. But I've seen some games, especially on the road, and I'm going to put out the numbers later on or tomorrow morning, some games on the road at Baltimore, at Kansas City, uh, at Green Bay, uh, at Chicago, just this year alone, where this offense is not exactly explosive in every game, especially in tougher situations. Right. Uh, like, like, you know, the guy in Baltimore, too. I'm looking forward to what his defense is going to do as well. So, you know, all all the guys that we expecting to try to get this, you know, head coaching job, you know, I want to see what those guys going to do this Sunday. If Baltimore find a way to, to outsmart, you know, KC, and, you know, I'm not sleeping on KC as well, man. I'm putting my money on KC outright when I think they're going to find a way. All they got to do is shut down Lamar. If you shut down Lamar, that team, that team become one-dimensional. So if you find a way That's to fair. shut that guy down, which Houston did, so if they would have just, you know, duplicate that in the second half, I think they would have won that game, but they let it get away. appreciate you taking my call. Appreciate it, Lou. Thank you. Um, yeah, no doubt. I appreciate it. Um, as far as my winners for the Royal Rumble, I think CM Punk's going to win on the men's side. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Somehow, some way, they'll make it intriguing. But I think that's what they're setting up, of course, for WrestleMania in Philadelphia. On the women's side, I have no idea. No Charlotte Flair. Um, I, I mean, Rhea Ripley's the hottest thing in the women's division, but she's already a champion. Probably Bailey, if I had to guess. Probably Bailey is is, is what I would guess, but I honestly have no idea. Uh, Dum Dum of the day coming up next. What are we going to do, Matt? Uh, do did we make a decision or no? There, there's a couple options that okay. I sent over. We can we can discuss during the break okay. and figure it out. Let's do that. We are a um, uh, a very democratic radio show. Sometimes we have no idea what we're going to do next. But here's what we know. Dumb Dumb of the Day is next to wrap up the show and wrap up the week right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, wrapping up shop here on a Friday. Uh, Not to end on a bummer, but... Today is the four-year anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant uh, and his daughter and, what was it, seven others uh, in those in that horrible uh, helicopter crash uh, in Southern California. So, uh, you know, of course, you know, um, keeping uh, Vanessa and, and, and the rest of his family and all of those families that were so tragically affected – uh, by that terrible accident uh, in our thoughts and in our prayers. And uh, I guess the Lakers are going to unveil a statue coming up 
uh, in two weeks outside of their uh, arena. I think it's Crypto.com Arena is what, uh, what they're calling it now. So uh, obviously uh, think about uh, Kobe and uh, all of those victims in that horrible accident. Uh, meanwhile, coming up a week from tonight, before we get to Dumb Dumb of the Day here, a week from tonight at the Bethesda Theater. That's right. It is 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 Live. Now, some people call this just a 106.7 The Fan live event. No, actually, the Team 980 is invited and will be there. Sheehan, Craig Hoffman, who's following us, myself, Matty Ice will be there, and more. I think Dentondale will be there, right? I think Anthony will be there. Uh, So believe it or not, there is another radio station that exists, uh, and it's not just 106.7 The Fan Live Night. Hi, friends. Yes. Anyway... Your favorite D.C. radio host from both stations on stage for a night of sports debate, laughs, and behind-the-scenes story. Will we know who the commander's head coach is by then? And what do we think? Who will win Super Bowl 58? We know what the matchup will be by then. It's all off-air, on stage, and uncensored. That's right, which means I can tell my critics to kiss my You know. You know what I'm saying. Get your tickets today at Bethesda Theater. Dot com. That's BethesdaTheater.com. It's presented by Main Street Bank. Your local bank local put their team in your office. Visit MStreetBank.com for more information. All right. This story, as we round out the week, has something to do with the AFC Championship, but it ain't a good thing. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. All right. So you may have remembered how bitterly cold it was in Kansas City recently, certainly for that Miami playoff game. This story, this tragic story, happened, I guess, a couple of days before that, actually. So there were, there was a man and three of his friends who rented a home on the afternoon of January 7th to watch the Chiefs play their last game of the regular season. So this was like a week before the Miami game and then subsequently that week. Well, the problem is the people that were staying at the house, again, four lifetime friends, all in their mid-30s, nobody heard from them. And nobody heard from them for several days. So the fiancé of one of the men broke into the rental home and found three victims outside frozen to death. And the one other person was apparently asleep, asleep on the couch, and apparently, allegedly, asleep for two days. I don't know about you. I could sleep. I can't probably sleep more than 10 hours tops, even when I'm sick. But apparently one of them, they said, was asleep for two days. And the last memory he had of his friends was leaving out the front door. He doesn't know what happened until the police showed up on Tuesday night at his house. Again, two and a half full days later after the Chiefs' regular season finale. Now... Kansas City police have apparently ruled out foul play. They're not investigating um, the man who fell asleep with these bizarre and inexplicable deaths. They're all friends. There was no sign of foul play, what have you. Nobody seems to know what happened to the three friends who went outside and never came back in. Just like nobody seems to know what happened to the guy who fell asleep on the couch and apparently slept for two days, not knowing where his buddies were, not knowing what happened to them, and not realizing that they were uh, basically, uh, well, you know, they were no longer amongst us. I would just say this. Listen, I, I, I don't know. Something, something here smells a little fishy. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but something smells a little bit of fish, uh, a little bit fishy. You had a rental home, three guys walk out, never return, knowing it was bitterly cold. I don't know what I don't know if they were just drinking heavily and passed out. I have no idea, but something doesn't smell right. And the Kansas City Chiefs are still playing football. And these guys 
they're no longer with us, except for the one who somehow fell asleep for two days on the couch. Congratulations, you're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Apparently high school friends hung out all the time. I'm not suggesting, again, anything bad happened here besides the obvious. But how do you fall asleep for two days? How does that happen? Like, how much alcohol would you have had to drink? I don't know. Maybe a lot of Scotty's vodka or something like that. All right, that's going to do it for the week. Thanks to Montez Ford, Bianca Belair, WWE, for joining us. Thanks to Jay Gruden for joining us. Thanks to J.P. Finley for, as well, joining us in the 2 o'clock hour. Matty Ice on the other side. Great job, as always. You guys on the phones and listening. Appreciate it. Craig Hoffman up next. Have a great weekend. Don't forget the AFC and NFC title games right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app starting Sunday at 3 o'clock. Back here together uh, Monday at 1. Until then, adios. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.